Damn, how many people are these things? You got about 15 right. people. Oh, and two of them is your girl. And, and Brave hit. number <laughs> Travis motherfucking Scott, the greatest live performer on this planet. He can vibe with every single person that's in the club. Take care of these, right? He was the first person to let me know that I wasn't alone. He saved my life. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRushMedia.com. Today we are discussing Travis Scott's Look Mom, I Can Fly documentary on Netflix. Coming in at an hour and 24 minutes, here's a synopsis. Travis Scott, Look Mom, I Can Fly, traces the Houston rapper's rise to superstardom, focusing on the months surrounding Astroworld. Um, so, me personally, as a, uh, as a music fan, as a Travis Scott fan, yeah, I like me some Travis Scott. I went and saw him uh, when he was in Charlotte a couple months ago. I thought his performance was... Uh, was noteworthy. It was one of my favorite performances. I think I was not down in the crowds, whatnot, you know, body surfing and popping and locking and whatever the hell these kids are doing these days. But I, uh, I certainly had a good time from what I'd call was the nosebleeds. Even in the nosebleeds, people were getting, getting hyped there. So, um, I, I've been a fan of Travis Scott since I believe it was probably the one with the uh, honestly I, I guess I'm not a diehard fan if I can't remember all of this uh, uh, all of his work uh, let me see Travis Scott uh, I'm trying to figure out the uh, mixtape that came out that I was um, really entranced by um, but Days Before Rodeo that was it um, when Days Before Radio um, dropped, that was when I knew I was a, a fan of this guy. My uh, college roommate, Hayden, actually had said, you know, check this guy out. He's got this new sound. I think he's kind of coming from the the good music, uh, G-O-O-D, the, uh, the actual label um, that Kanye West had started back in the day. And I actually used to be a, a sort of a Kanye West fan of uh, Back in the day, but uh, since then, that's kind of deteriorated. Um, much more of a Travis Scott guy now. And I like the sound that has actually transformed Travis Scott into the uh, into the individual he is. He has a unique sound, and I think he, he absolutely knows that. When I went back and uh, did an Astro World uh, review when the, the songs came out, um, I actually covered a lot of the stuff that I liked and didn't like about his music, and so I can I can label the, uh, label that podcast, link it down below for everyone. But overall, this documentary is um, his rise to stardom and the leading months before it. Um, from a technical standpoint, this documentary is not very well made. I felt like kind of jarred and. Uh, whiplash back and forth between scenes. Me personally, it was starting to feel like 
collection of YouTube videos uh, mashed in with some of his concert footage, which, I mean, granted, I've been to his concerts. I know how much fun they are. But if you aren't a Travis Scott fan, if you aren't even, uh, if you don't listen to this guy, like, if you aren't aware of his uh, music and stuff like that, I don't think this this documentary is going to be changing your mind on anything. Um, it does touch on some of his uh, early personal family life, but nothing in a way that's like illuminating. I don't feel like this. the The main problem with this documentary, when it comes down to it, is the uh, the essence of we don't really get to see behind the scenes of Travis Scott. It, I mean, literally, we are seeing behind the scenes of him. We're seeing uh, the production and uh, pre-production of songs and, and how much work, it, time, and hard work it took to get uh, some of these things made. And uh, we see uh, only only a hand... It didn't feel really like he was struggling to, to make stardom, is what it felt like to me. Um I'm going to start to, I guess, sort of touch into spoilers a little bit. It's it, I, There's not really spoilers for this, you know. It's it's a documentary, so if you think there's spoilers for it, it there's, it's, it's, the spoilers are whether he, um, he, you know, does or doesn't complete something. And so, um, that's, that's basically it. So, the problem with this documentary is it feels like, it, it feels like very much how I geared one of my first, uh, I'd say, short documentaries I made for my college class. I'm not saying this is – this is obviously much uh, higher production than what I did for my college class. I shot mine all on iPhone. But what the problem was was I made the documentary for – I made the documentary for more or less myself and my buddy that went with me. It was uh, my buddy Ben's. We went to uh, – when we went to Colorado – I I had gone with the intentions of shooting a lot more and shooting for the entire class to see this, you know, for my entire uh, college class to see it, um, and whoever else wanted to see my Colorado trip. But it ended up becoming much more of a, a collection of clips that were more pleasing for me as the director as the producer to watch than so much for the audience to watch. And so honestly, honestly, I was thinking about 45 minutes through, I was like, I think I've heard uh, Travis's responses, damn, that's crazy, about, I don't know, half a dozen times. And I've seen every bit of that in between that somebody jumping off a stage into a crowd. And they're... Mm, there is a lot of repetitiveness in this uh, documentary, and what it comes down to is it feels like this is much more of a documentary you put on at the bo- while you're having a party or something like that. This is like a background watch. This isn't in in a way that it's not quite like it's honestly nothing like the Beyonce documentary. The Beyonce documentary is all about uh, that one performance and how. Uh, her uh, culture was intertwined within the performance and uh, along with black history. But this, this documentary, it's, it, there's, there's splits of performances throughout this documentary, but it's 
almost not even good enough that you can have in the background of parties too because you you might be able to have it in the background of parties but it's not like you could just keep the sound on because he will keep on starting and stopping the performances in, in between the scenes and it's like it doesn't really know what it wants to be honestly because there's just so many collections of scenes that are not on some sort of linear timeline it doesn't really feel like we are going through um how how what it meant to come from you know rags to riches kind of uh feeling it's for me personally it was it, it was just jarring and it was almost whiplash going back and forth from all these different time periods and there not being some sort of solidified focus on it there are some um nice uh heartfelt scenes that have to surround with uh his daughter stormy uh and the majority of those scenes were just in correlation to what uh, Travis and his mother were doing. And the majority of that is, uh, you know, Travis is talking about, uh, you know, that, uh, he had been, uh, creating Astro World, the album since he was six years old. Um, I really doubt that he was crafting Astro World when he was six years old, but I, I can understand if he had, uh, the seed of the idea when he was at this theme park that he wanted a you know a special place to to go and so he when once he was older and realized you know the real astro world had been taken away um we're in spoilers now the real astro world theme park had been taken away in Houston um that he wanted to create you know his own astro world via the album and so um from that through the end of the documentary we find out um, he actually has the mayor opening up a new theme park called Astro World. I'm assuming, and that is in his hometown, and so, uh, or in 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 Houston at least. So I was, uh, you know, I was happy for that. But ultimately, it's like uh, you know, opening a theme park is that the ultimate goal for this? Because throughout the last, I don't know, one third of the movie, he's kind of gearing up for the Grammys and we actually get to see him uh lose the album of the year I think it was Sicardi B is who they said and one of the most interesting scenes would have been to see his reaction and to be honest they just cut the camera right then and there and I can understand you don't want to see uh, you don't want to post some of the most sensitive stuff but I felt like some of the most Interesting stuff that told us who Travis was um, would have been better served to show that, like, so that we see that he is um, going through shit. I mean, at at the very beginning of the movie, he's uh, of the documentary, he's um, arrested for possibly starting inciting a riot or something like that, and it's like what, it, it, and it just kind of brushes by it so quickly that. Um, you don't really have a chance to kind of understand what's going on. And from the beginning of the movie, it felt like they were going to have some sort of linear timeline of, you know, or, or if they weren't going to have a linear timeline of showing him growing up to getting older, um, why, you know, flashing back and forth. Cause one of, one of the interesting things about this, uh, particular documentary is seeing the rags to riches, um, uh, 
kind of lifestyle. I mean, it shows where he was growing up as uh, you know a young boy, as and in kind of walking around his mother's house, which is obviously looks like everyone else's you know middle class um, house. I would say you know it's not it's not too fancy or anything, but then all of a sudden it cuts wide and. Um, when he's leaving his mother's house, you see that he's leaving in like a, a, a Lambo or something like that. Um, it, some of the, uh, the extravagance, extravagant parts of his lifestyle are kind of jarring in some parts. And it does seem that he wants to sh- kind of show off some of his stuff, but the majority of the, uh, the episode, I mean, you see what kind of house he's staying in. You see the the type of productions he's starting, he he's putting on, and you also see who he's um, who who his uh, baby mama happens to be actually um, is what he calls calls her. Um, what is it, Kylie? Um, Kylie Jenner, and we see a lot of um, we see many clips. Okay, so let's just say not many. Let's just say there's a handful of clips of Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott interacting, but nothing that tells us much about their relationship. Most of it is very uh, uh, physical on the face of it, Um, you know, kind of lovey-dovey kind of thing. But we don't see her explaining or talking. Most of it is all visual of them holding their their daughter, Stormy, um, which she is by – she's really sweet – and like all the scenes she has, I, I really liked their interaction. And it seems like Travis um, really likes being uh, uh, a father. Uh, he seems uh, he seems like he's going to be a pretty great dad. Um, one thing I do want to comment on about the documentary is that it does show how much he loves the fans. And that was, even from the nosebleeds at the concert, I really did feel like, I almost felt like it was every other song. He uh, thanked the crowd for coming out. And I was like, wow, you know what? I'm, you know what? Not many artists uh, uh, go through that much trouble. Most of them are just performing and performing, performing the whole time. But he really did, I mean, he didn't stop the show, but I mean, he, he would uh, thank you know, everyone for coming out and how much it means to him. And I was, you know, as a, as a fan and just as someone, as a concert goer, it's like, Oh yeah, thanks. You know, it, it, it feels nice to be, uh, uh, I guess observed, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I will say the documentary did make it look like there was a lot more, uh, ancillary riot kind of, uh, head bashing craziness going on at his concerts. And I will say that when I went, uh, you know, I'm, uh, mid 20s right now and so when I went I felt a tad out of place I was with uh Kelly and the average age I would say of the people there were probably around 18 or something like that so I did start to feel a little bit out of place I was like oh god am I the old guy here now but I enjoyed myself and I actually did see some uh like you know older adults in there um you know, in their 30s and 40s, but I was just surprised, like, uh, the the crowd that really goes for him is very much the, almost, uh, is that Gen Z, is that, is that who that is? Because it's almost past millennials now, it's not even, uh, I think millennials stop at, like, 22 now, or 21, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, 
uh, getting old, that's all I gotta say. Um, yeah, I will say it was a, just a tad, a bit of a misfire when it came down to it. Um, one thing I, I will, yeah, I, I, I will say, I think Travis Scott has great branding behind his, uh, behind his persona as Travis Scott. I, I, I think his name was, his real name was Jack or something. Let me see. I'll find out his shit. Um, but I thought the, uh, let me see. Jacques Berman Webster II. Okay, so yeah. Um, and he's 28. Holy shit, he's 28. Yeah, I would be acting a fool too. Um, but uh, it also should, this, <clears throat> there's, I guess there's a couple things I want to talk about. I feel a little scatterbrained just as this documentary has me. There, there was no cohesive way to show this uh, documentary, I guess. They just couldn't have it all in one, um, you know, timeline. It, when At first when I was watching, I thought it was crazy. I was going to have to go back and check. And, but then I realized by the end of it, I was like, we've been jumping all over the damn timeline. I don't, you know, I'm all mixed up. Um, this does show... The creation of uh, Cactus Jack, the uh, production studio company, I believe he founded. And, uh, hold on, let me get a little water. So, <clears throat> sorry. The, um, the Travis Scott brand, I think, did phenomenally well with the album... Uh, Astro World. Some will point to the fact that he had had a baby with um, Kylie Jenner by that point. But I mean, branding's branding. I mean, Kanye West, uh, give or take his uh, personal views, I will say, you know, he did a probably a pretty good number for his brand by marrying a Kardashian. And likewise, with uh, Travis Scott having a baby with. Uh, Kylie Jenner, and they have a pretty good relationship as of right now, to to, uh, to my understanding. I'm I don't I don't go by all the TMZ shit, but just from a branding standpoint and marketing, um, it you know it helps both of their brands to say you know uh, two big brands merging together are going to share some of their uh, entities or their you know the people that like both of those um, brands. So I believe Astro World specifically. I don't know if I'm just now uh, looking on uh, how good of branding it is. I guess I'm sort of comparing to other concerts I've been to, which which aren't tons. I might say like a Wiz Khalifa concert. I never felt like Wiz Khalifa had a full on album uh, that has come into more of a theme slash. Uh, genre almost. Um, Astro World felt like it took on out of all of the music that that uh, Travis Scott actually produced. It very much felt like Astro World was the one that took off in into its own life and created something new. And it has people wearing all the Astro World um, you know, look and apparel, and you know a lot of albums have all that type of stuff, look and apparel, but. The the fact is Astro World as a concept is a lot easier. It's kind of this like circus themed, almost punk, circus Mad Max punk or something. Or the, the Mad Max circus, I would just say that. That's what it kind of feels like. And you're 
or almost like a hippie Mad Max, if you want to say that, if that makes sense. Just where a place where everyone is accepted and um, kind of is able to have a release, and that's what it that's what it very much felt like, as opposed to his other mixtapes, uh, the Days Before Rodeo, or um, I think is Birds in the Trap, the other uh, studio, the second studio album he had before that. Yeah. Um, Birds in the Trap, yeah, I like the songs that are on there and everything, and and the majority of uh, people that are on there as well. All the, uh, you know, we I have some of my favorites like Kid Cudi and uh, Kendrick Lamar and Bryson's Tiller and Young Thug and stuff like that. Um, all on Birds in the Trap, but I don't really feel like Birds in the Trap as uh, the uh, album really took into its own theme or life of its own like Astro World did. Um so yeah, th- honestly I I think it comes down to good branding when it comes down to his success. With this documentary, maybe have somebody else uh behind the camera helping with uh I think it was what White Trash Tyler is the director of this and I'm just kind of like eh White Trash Tyler, I think we just need a little bit more of a creative concept, not so much. Uh, or we need to storyboard this out just a tad bit more than just collecting all the clips and having these random titles on there. The, the titles were driving me up the wall. I was like, okay, so the titles are for the date. Okay, no, so the titles are for the uh, the location. No, the titles are for the name of the person and location. No, because it, the, the titles are supposed to have some sort of uh, uh, continuity where it's like it's always the date or it's always the name. And it it went it was going from like dates to names to locations. And it, it was just became so confusing that it was just like, I don't know. The, the titles are just making it so much worse. Um, so just end with the titles. Just get, get rid of the titles. Okay, so um, let's do uh, a couple IMDb ratings. Let's see. Yeah, people are either scorching this or they are <laughs> um, giving it praise. Six out of ten. Not much of a documentary, but is very watchable. It's gas carpet. Hmm. This is more of a behind-the-scenes of Astro World with a bunch of live performances. It doesn't really tell us much we didn't know before, so don't expect that. However, if you like him, you'll find this very entertaining. Um, I personally uh, liked him, or I like the uh, uh, artist, and I like his music, and I was counting the minutes to when this was going to be over. Um, let me see. One out of ten by uh, Salma Mork. Mercani. Eh, not really that interesting. I was expecting something more interesting after seeing all the publicity at the and the premiere. I'm not a big fan of Travis, so I thought after watching this documentary I would learn a bit more about him or at least start to like him a bit more. But it was just a bunch of behind the scenes of Astro World and footage of people screaming and throwing themselves off stage. It felt like this documentary was made to make him look like a hip hop legend. Hmm. Well, I mean, if he was behind the production, then I would, you know, say that he probably wouldn't want to make himself look bad. But I do want to see some trials and tribulations personally. And it just felt like not winning the Grammy 
um, album of the year was the only real big stump he had to go over. And uh, I don't know, just wanted a little bit more than that, I guess. Five out of ten, Smurfy Murphy. Felt like a music video cut in and out for some kind of visual component, but it lasted for an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, I mean, it did... This did have very much uh, a music video vibe or feel, and <clears throat> excuse me, they uh, they were also using this kind of grainy clip back and forth uh, of showing times in like 2012, 2013, but trying to make it look like it was an old school clip using this you know different composite or some sort of effect. And I was like, this is getting a little excessive, and uh, it's inconsistent is what it felt like because there's actu- there was actual old footage of him with uh, his mother, which was you know touching to see. Um, but one, it didn't tell anything narratively with the exception of you know the bike riding scene that he was persistent. But two, uh, you know, the film grain was honestly better than some of the film grain uh, that they were putting on on the effects of tw- the 2013, 2014, uh, 2013, uh, 2014 video footage. Um, let's see. Nine out of 10, a behind-the-scenes li- uh, behind life story by Happy Toms. A behind-the-scenes artistic film which follows Travis and Scott and shows quite a lot of behind-the-scenes of his tour, interaction with fans, his dedication, family, and life. While it's showing the behind-the-scenes of the tour at t- it takes time to switch clips of him being young and reflecting of things and places from his earlier life. As someone who has heard heard about him a little bit and has heard about his music a little bit, it gave me a great insight about, about all about his community of fans and the world he has created all around it. It was quite interesting to see his off-stage character and values, which at the end of the day made me appreciate all the hard work which goes on behind the scenes to create his his art. Overall, pretty good. Um, this guy seemed to like it a lot more, uh, or gal, I don't know who it is. Um, uh, but... Personally, I felt like we didn't, we did not find out what made him tick. I honestly thought the one thing I walked away knowing about this is that this guy seems a lot more shy than what he leads, you know, comes on to be. I mean, he's all about doing this crazy rager stuff, but ultimately, I feel like he just kind of keeps his head down. He's a hard worker. He doesn't talk too much shit. It doesn't seem that. Um, you know, so some of these uh, rappers can have really big uh, egos, is what it feels like in some some scenarios. And he seems to have a very grounded perspective for how uh, successful he is. I mean, at the end, we do some of the, see some of the ble- uh, bloopers of uh, you know all of the cool, nice cars, jewels, gadgets, you know, houses and stuff, uh, things he he's he can do now that he is that successful. But ultimately, it still seems like he's uh, still the, the the happy boy that we see in the old school footage. Um, here's three out of ten. This ain't it by Mudvayne. I love hip hop, and which, um, admittedly, I'm not a huge Travis uh, Travis fan. I will always watch anything about hip hop. This documentary is basically following him around with flashback footage slotted in. 
A lot of the filming is grainy um, and poor audio. I also, I assume it's meant to have that old school feel, but it's sort of annoying to watch so much grainy footage. Um, when I watch a documentary on an artist, I will, want substance. I want insight into their music abilities into the doc into the documentary. You get lots of concert footage with people throwing themselves off stage. You get footage of him recording, but you don't get actual meaningful insight into Travis or his creative process. Very true. I'm sure teenage fans will love this documentary. I wanted to like it and admire it. Admire that Travis is extremely hardworking and amazing to his fans, but that doesn't correlate into an interesting documentary for me. I think this nails how I feel perfect, uh, perfectly because I wanted creative insight to see what made him tick. I didn't want to know that he has been crafting Astroworld since six years old. You were not writing the lyrics of Astroworld when you were six years old. Um, yeah, the One of the biggest insights I felt like um, were one of the songs, um, It's it sounds like he used the the ultrasound from his baby as the very beginning of the song. And I felt like, <clears throat> excuse me, I felt like that was one of the most interesting things. I wanted to know way more about, you know, his lyric choice and beat selection about why he was doing it, what it made you feel. So thank you for listening to the, the Lucky Dog podcast. Um, please check out all the other Lucky Dog podcasts, uh, you know, podcasts, media, TV, movies, media, you can, you can find all in your favorite podcast provider. Um, if you are feeling inclined to donate, please donate paypal.me slash lug dog podcast. Uh, what else have we got going on? I just reviewed midsummer and that shit was crazy. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um, uh, email for comments, questions, concerns, look at all podcast at gmail.com, Twitter, look at all podcast, Facebook, uh, the Facebook group is below. Twitch, check out the link below. And Instagram, look at our podcast. Um, I think we couldn't do this without you. And uh, for comments, questions, concerns, um, you can, like I said, email me anytime. Take it easy.